What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of All Things Super. I am one of your hosts, Spider. I am joined by Mr. VIP, Frankie Washington. How are you doing today, sir? Extremely thirsty, but awesome at the same time. <laughs> Thank you for asking. How are you doing? Uh, I am well. I am well. Uh, I am I'm here. Ready to talk about this movie because I have I have thoughts and we're gonna get those mm. thoughts out. Uh, you're here. So I am here. Let's I am not, here let's, let's dissect that for ten seconds. You're here. I am here. But if you were not there, you would mm-hmm. be somewhere else, which if would mean that you're here, there. I would be there. But here, where you were there, so you're always there when you're here. Right, I'm, I'm always here, even when I'm there. Nice. Flip that around. I, I just flip people off. <laughs> That's where the comments are. That's why I flip people off. So make sure you subscribe and like down here. I'm only pointing, so don't be offended. If you didn't know, this is All Things Super, where every week we take a piece of action-powered movie, TV shows, even sometimes trailer. We watch them, we review them, or we recap them, and we ask the question, is it super? And so we're going to find out. We'll find out. But if you like that, you can go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Click that bell so you can be notified when a new video goes up. You can reach out to us on Twitter at ATSuperPod. And if you want the audio version, you can find us on podcast streaming services. Anywhere you find your podcast streaming services, all your major ones. Uh, but for all this of week, them. the good ones, the good ones, not the bad ones. The good ones. If, if they're not, if we're not on there, clearly they're not good. That's exactly. all I'm saying. I'm exactly. not calling nobody out, but hmm. <laughs> But this week we are talking about the Netflix original movie starring Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson, the man from Toronto. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about the man from Toronto, uh, newly released on Netflix. And if you're new to the show, full spoilers going in, we're going to get real. We're going to get... <laughs> We're gonna get into it. Meh, so, meh, meh, meh. There you go. That's your spoiler warning. So letting you That's know right off the bat, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to go see it and you want to see it, go watch it. Come back. No, listen no, to you that. Don't have to. You don't have to. You can just you just stay here just with stay us. In, let us listen to it for you, and then that might make you want to go watch it. Mm-hmm. Or you just saved some time and said, okay, I, I, I listen to those guys and it's either worth watching or it's not worth watching. You'll find out at the end of the episode. Right. So, Spider. Yes, sir. The Phenom. Excuse me. Sorry for my speech impediment <laughs> right now. But the Phenom. The Phenom. Kevin Hart. He's back at it again. Yes, partnered he is. Up with Net- he partnered up with Netflix yet again. Mm-hmm. We had Fatherhood. We had uh, they were Wesley Snipes. I forget the name of it. What was that like Brotherhood? <laughs> I want to say it was like the the call or something like that. Something that had to do something with a call. I don't remember, but I know I he did either. the Fatherhood. He did a lot of movies with Netflix, and he's back again 
with the man from Toronto. If you don't know the man from Toronto, a quick little synopsis, Kevin Hart is trying to get his entrepreneurship off the ground. He has tried a a plethora of things and none of them seem to be working out for him as, you know, many people struggle when they're trying to find their, their way in life. So he's tried a plethora of things, have a very supportive wife that wants to support him, but clearly you can see the frustration is starting to set in because he's never really finishing anything that he starts. He runs into a little hardship and then he moves on to the next thing, never really following through. In this movie, he has to go get a cabin. It's an Airbnb, I believe it was, that he was checking his girlfriend and himself into to celebrate her birthday. So he drops her off for a little Manny Petty and Spa Day and goes to check into the Airbnb cabin. Unbeknownst to him, he has the wrong address because we have used the trope of low toner in the printer the number of times that that came back into play in this movie the callback in the low toner thing was so in there now before i get into the if ands then some let me finish the synopsis so the low toner caused us to go to the rest because he couldn't see the address properly inside the cabin airbnb they are torturing a guy. Been working on them for a couple of days. And Kevin Hart's supposed to come in as like the closer. The guy that you got the information because he's well known. He's the John Wick of his, his genre, right? He comes in, he's legendary. He can get you the answers and stuff to what you need, which they showed Woody Howerson doing. Great job, Harrison, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there immediately. He came in. He got this backstory about how he lost his grandfather from a bear. I'm thinking his grandfather was Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what happened to his grandfather. So he loses his grandfather and he tells this story as he's getting ready to torment anybody. So it's kind of like a Joker thing. You want to know how I got these scars? He's basically telling people this. Because once he starts his process, he's pretty much numb and to your screams and and won't stop because you're begging him to stop. He's going to torture you. So just the thought and the idea of that makes people start to confess. Kevin Hart has this mistaken identity situation where these guys think he's the man from So it's understood that he's going to have to continue to play this role unless he's and hurt, right? FBI comes, boom, it's a raid, it's a sting. Because one of these idiot henchmen takes a picture of Kevin Hart holding a knife which fell out of the box of the supplies that he was bringing for his girlfriend's birthday, they think he's a man from Toronto. So they're looking for him to interrogate this guy or torture him to get the information out that they need. Now, one is a two-part torture because it's two different guys because you know put all your eggs in one basket. One guy has codes. The other guy, 
has a fingerprint. The threat of the movie is they're going to bomb the embassy. Which embassy was it, Spider? That one. Exactly. Yeah, I am not even. I don't not, remember. <laughs> not, not even important. Venezuela, I think. Not even important. Yeah. Let, why would you ever want to bomb Venezuela's embassy? Venezuela. Oh, why? Uh, go do something else. There's too much going on in Venezuela for you to want to. Anyway, so FBI says, because this idiot sent your face as the man from Toronto, we need your help to continue your man from Toronto. Interesting plot point. Now, here's what I want to say about this thus far. Kevin Hart does do something smart. If I'm going to be working with the government, guess what? I need you to clean all my debt up. I need you to take care of all these backlogs. I got, I got a tax, tax lien. lien. I got an American this Express a, card. I got a Visa This was card. a realist thing in the movie. <laughs> right. I need y'all like to catch all me, that. He keep records. I need y'all to take care of all that. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. I don't know. I'm putting my life on the line. Y'all inconveniencing me. Which, again, you never said no. So, again, I probably would have stretched that more out this deal so now we have a driving force listen i'm not gonna sit here and run the whole movie down to you because i just don't want to <laughs> that's the simple answer to that so started, started on this real, you're like you know what i'm tired of driving get out <laughs> exactly but to sum up the movie it's a lot of that and don't get me wrong this is a kevin hart movie this is mm -hmm. Kevin Hart doing, this is what made his career what it is. You see the same kind of dichotomy in Ride Along, Ride Along to Central Intelligence. It's slapstick comedy. It's things happen to him. Here's the thing. A lot of things happen that make you kind of question or just takes you out of the suspension of disbelief is just at an all-time high. Happy ending, yada, yada, yada. Of course, the man gets the girl. There's a spoiler. Somehow, I'm not going to ruin it for you all the way in case you want to go and watch it. But, Spider, now that I laid the synopsis out there of the movie, you saw the movie. Tell the people, what did you think about the icon, the phenom, Kevin Hart's latest addition to Netflix catalog, the man from Toronto? I'm glad well, that <laughs> this delicious red apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned the, the other action comedy movies that he starred in, Ride Along, Ride Along 2, Central Intelligence, because I feel like this movie tried to be in the same vein as those, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. out of the action comedy genre, I love the action, didn't like mm. the comedy. The jokes oh. for me did not land. There was maybe They landed one... right here. Flat. No. <laughs> yeah, flat. <laughs> not even that high, though. It was flat, like, no. down here. Um, there was maybe one or two parts where, you know, Kev Kevin Hart has this, this shtick, right? He had, had this... Mm has this, I guess, persona about him when he plays these roles where he's very mouthy. He talks a lot. Uh, kind of like mm -hmm. a Chris Tucker, almost. Just, just, mm -hmm. And he, he gets out the comedy in his mannerisms, 
in the way that he talks. And there was a good bit of that. But what I didn't like in this movie is the character that he played, Teddy Jackson. Teddy Why Jackson, is he always picking Teddy? Wasn't he Teddy in something else too? I could have sworn he was I, Teddy I in something else too. It's like, like this is the third time he's been Teddy. Why is he in love with Teddy? Was he Teddy in Ride Along? I keep remembering him saying he was the hammer, so I don't remember if he was Teddy. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, say he that. ain't no, he ain't no Teddy hitting their ass down. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. Shut up. But, uh... <laughs> but, but Teddy is an idiot. He's just to say he he said he's been working in sales for ten years, and to work in sales you have to have some type of sort of wherewithal some some wherewithal about yourself to yes. be able to yes. read the room to be able to know what's going yes. on so that way you can drive yourself yes. home and there was like maybe one part in the movie where he was like i know that that's a sales tactic i use it all the time mm-hmm. and that's the only time you saw any type of intelligence out of him because for the most part any other time he's just a, a bumbling idiot his whole premise mm. that got him in trouble is because we see at the beginning of the movie he has all these sort of not even get rich quick schemes but he's trying to build his own legacy his own brand but he's building trying to build his own brand off of stuff that already exists the first thing he introduced Mm. are resistance bands called teddy bands there's nothing different about the teddy bands than anything else but he's trying to call it teddy bands i forgot what the second thing was um was it the pull-up bar? It was a pull-up bar. It was an adjustable pull-up bar because he said sometimes pull-up bars are too high. Of course, Kevin Hart is right. a shorter man. Um, it makes sense. And then it the, makes the, sense. I mean, if you're starting out, you might keep your feet on the floor until you get that upper body strength to actually right. pull yourself up and put yeah. your ATS in the cam. <laughs> but then the last thing he had was no contact boxing. And it was basically... Just shadow boxing. Shadow boxing. That's right. And I'm like, how do you not know that shadow boxing already exists? And the number of times that he still tries to get across that no contact box, he just yeah, just it's all cardio. The air, just punching the cardio. air the entire time. It's just it was right. so idiotic. It, it's just like, can you for one second? take an objective look at this and see how stupid this mm. is even his friend he's working at this gym his friend told him this is the dumbest idea i've ever heard in my life just like now i won't I, I won't agree with that i think it's innovative for him to come up with the idea and come up with a spin on it even when they did the no contact box and i was like hey that's no different than Tybo or or mm-hmm. billy's boot camp and you know it is cardio but you know You'd be in sales for 10 years, you'd think you would be able to pitch it better or pitch spin it, better, it right. better. Right. And you're right. Throughout the movie, he just seemed like he's always behind and not really catching up. And then there was a spark of intelligence or spark of wherewithal. And you're disjointed because you're like, where did that come from? Right. Just like when Woody Harrelson was this stone face killer, kill people in. Didn't get around Kelly Kuko and this became a totally different guy. Right. 
He became like I, a, like a, like felt, a puppy. Yeah, and he was nervous to talk to women. Seems yes. very odd for a guy that's so confident and seasoned. Exactly. Like he, I don't understand why was, they introduced that as a character trait. Like all of a sudden, he's this man who's very methodical. He's very planned out. He's like, how do you think I tracked you? Because I was able to hack into the FBI tracking that you had in your pocket. I was able to find you. He popped up at the bottom of an a C one thirty plane. Like in the air. It was in the air already. Exactly. And like, ta-da, here I go. <laughs> right. And then he gets around he gets around this woman and he's like, Oh, I, I get nervous around women. I didn't know that there was gonna be another woman here. And then after they try to run away, he's like, Do you think she likes me? I think she liked me. We were dancing. And it's like, how like where is the the, the mentality of this 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 seasoned hitman who out of nowhere? Just like that whole entire personality of him being just like, and it was, and even before that, just there were very like different times where he was like, he would snap from, you know, I, I'm, I will kill you. Like, don't touch me. I will kill you. And then he goes into like, from being very aggressive and very threatening to, very to be very loving and supporting. And it's like, you're switching back and forth on me, and it's not making sense. Feel like to I'm me. watching Moon Knight. <laughs> Feel like I'm watching Moon Knight. Here we go. But it's like a, a a worse Moon Knight because there's no. At least in Moon Knight, we had some insight into why he's changing personalities. But this is oh just. I, I I couldn't follow it, and it's like K Hart is my guy. Don't get me wrong. I've been watching mm-hmm. K Hart since his stand up before he even got to be the phenom that he is. Right. This, though it is in a Kevin Hart's vein, he lost me. Mm-hmm. He lost me. And I don't want to be lost when it's K-Hart. You see the names on the moniker, you saying K-Hart, man, that's a draw, right? Here's right. the thing, and I'm going to pose this question to you, Spider. Mm-hmm. When you got guys that are bigger than life, and they have this omnipresence. When I say omnipresence, I mean they're everywhere. You see him everywhere. K. Hart is one of those guys. You will see him everywhere. He's on Shark Tank. He's on ESPN. He's plugging a book on a night to a talk show. And a, uh, he's plugging a movie. He's plugging an anime. He's in Super Olympics he's in, with Snoop Dogg. He's, he's hoping in the Olympics. To, he's everywhere, right? Once you see a guy, and he's no different than Dwayne or Rock Johnson, and again, they're friends, so they say, and they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Once you start to see them in the movie, it is hard to make that distinction of you're this character now. How much of that plays in, a part into his movies? Like, can you see Kevin Hart in a movie that's outside of Kevin Hart? So basically I'm saying this, and I'm asking this question. Does that play into the, the suspicion of disbelief? Is it harder for you to accept that he's a bumbling idiot because he's Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart is, so, you're not even going to compare to, Kevin Hart is intelligent. Kevin Hart is very smart about what he's doing. He's very crafty about his brand. It's just hard to see him in that role caliber acting mm. for me. Do you agree? Do you disagree? On that point, I would disagree because I feel like a lot of the comedic roles that Kevin Hart has played, he's played this sort of, of bumbling But idiot. did he kill it? 
Oh, no, I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And right along, you were there for it. But keep in mind, right along, one, Kevin Hart was where he is now. I'm talking about Chase, spokesperson. I'm talking about he's every. He's under your bed. He's he's in your closet. He's <laughs> he's worse than Pennywise. He's worse than Freddy Krueger. He's in your dreams. Now, not my dream. The point of what I'm saying is, you take Kevin Hart and you try to make him an idiot or make him goofy. Though mm-hmm. that may have been his stick in the past, he's so far past that now, and it's just hard for me to see him in that role at that capacity. You're right. Give me no. somebody that's. I'm not going to say more serious. Don't get me wrong. In Central Intelligence, he was a straight. Mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson the was Rock the comedic was the one aspect. Was idiot. Right. And he, and he said that many a times. He's the one that's bringing the comedy. So it was different. But yet and still, Kevin Hart was still funny. Right. And it was still slapstick comedy. It wasn't really looking. You were looking for him for the ha-has, but it was more DJ bringing the ha-has into the movie. Mm-hmm. And action. Kevin Hart was just kind of running around, like, you know, and that's how I see him because sometimes in the interviews and stuff, you see Kevin Hart like running around in the back of the frame. Like, is that, right. was that Kevin Hart? <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, man. It's not like he brought it. Don't get me wrong. Listen, to bring a movie together is a lot of moving pieces. And I don't right. think the, the necessarily the fault lies on Kevin. But you're the bigger name of the monarchy. Taking nothing away from Woody Harrison, Kelly Cooker, or any of the actresses and actresses that played in the movie. But Kevin Hart is the draw. So you're looking for him to kind of carry the movie. And I don't think it's necessarily what he did. I think it was more of what they wrote for him to do. Right. This movie could have been could have been Great, but toner. I mean, toner. <laughs> we have a, a a plot point driven off toner. Like this whole thing happened because, because of didn't toner. Buy a toner, right? Right. So it's uh kind of a weak. It's a weak premise. Prim- yeah, and I agree. Premise to work on. And and, and yeah, yeah. To your point, I I feel like for me, I think that even in you give Kevin Hart a major motion picture deal, Columbia, Universal, whatever studio he works with, um, uh-huh. you put him in a big budget film with better writers, I think they can still pull better off... CGI. You know what? I didn't even notice the CGI. I think that was so really? taken... I was so taken out of the movie, I think that I didn't even really pay attention to it. I was trying. So when you I was, was trying to. I was trying to find something to like about it, and the only thing that I liked about it was the action choreography, the fightful choreography, the 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 fight scenes, the gunplay. Now, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking back to it, like the CGI when he when they were in the um, when they were in Puerto Rico and they were at that like tech conference and he fell off the uh, off the, yes. the the ledge and he was hanging on like the the artwork hanging. Yeah, that was yes. horrible. That looked absolutely horrible. It absolutely is just look awful. But before we get too far away from the point, uh, to answer your question, I think that get 
getting better writers like you say it was a weak premise the the dialogue that they gave kevin to to deliver kevin delivered it in the way that kevin does but it was just right. it was bad script writing it was bad dialogue i would have liked it more i would have liked it more if kevin was in the right cabin and the thugs messed it up and they were in the wrong cabin mm-hmm. it's like oh man i'm so sorry we're in the wrong cabin like and then the fbi comes in and same same thing happens right same thing happens i, I think that would but change it was the, more i think that, that would change the whole uh change well yeah i could i could see how them say say for example if they were tracking the thugs if he got there first right and he's in the cabin he's trying to set up and everything like he gets the knife out of the box and the thugs come in and they're like oh we found you we thought we had the wrong place or whatever and so they get into there and they start talking or whatever fbi are tracking the thugs fbi break in then it's a whole case of mistaken identity and all that other kind of stuff i can see yeah. you know it's kind of going I... from that that way but i don't know the whole the whole premise on the mistaken identity thing like that just because he had a knife in his hand it's like even as a, a, a hired thug you should be smarter than to know that your closer isn't just walking around outside going with into the house with a knife in his hand. <laughs> like just this because you how, see a man with a knife, oh, this must this be the guy. This is how I show up. This is how I show up. That's what I'm saying. I would rather Kevin Head came in the cabin. Same thing. These guys are downstairs. He hears something downstairs. Go downstairs and be like, what the hell is going on here? Got guns drawn on him. Mm-hmm. And who the hell are you? I'm Teddy. This is my cabin. I got this cabin for my wife's uh, birthday party. And then select some other idiot. You got us in the wrong cabin. Mm-hmm. You know? Have the situation unfold. That way it's more resistant of Kevin to be like, oh, or Teddy, sorry. I don't want to do this. I don't want any part of this. And then it's lives are at stake. This is a part of national security. This is so important. We need your help because, again, I don't know how you want to connect that thread because if you don't have him coming in as a mistaken identity, will and a knife, how does he now know that the he's the man from Toronto? Right. But yet and still, again, I'm not the writer. Cut me a check. I'll write the whole thing for you. But it takes some time to plan out. And it would have just been a whole different dynamic. You don't have to make Teddy such a doofus or idiot he's he's in the right place at the right time they made the mistake and yet still they still mistake him for the man from toronto to come in to torture the guy and he's like nah i'm I'm not i'm not and then make him make him like well a gun on his head we need this information you're going to get this information i thought you was that guy and then have those two discuss the guy that pulled the gun and then another henchman, you know, this is the guy from Toronto and didn't say how, what's the address. And didn't they have the realization that we have the wrong address. Mm-hmm. And so now the guy's thinking, well, I got to go pop this guy because he knows too much now. And before right. you go in, then the FBI, FBI comes in, comes in. Right. And then now you recruit it. Hold it. You got the same beats, but told differently. You know what movie? 
<laughs> it's coming. I mean, it's, coming. it's just like and we're, we're we're talking about the 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 introduction and kind of changing up the the premise of the movie and just like just things throughout the whole film is just like it's it, <laughs> they they made yeah, him exactly kind of, they made him <laughs> like a child almost like when they were in Puerto Rico and they were shopping for clothes and he picks up like the the the, the cheese puffs and he was like we gonna get these cheese puffs and like no we're not getting the cheese puffs and he puts them back and he was like I didn't say we were getting the cheese puffs I'm getting the cheese puffs so we're gonna get the cheese puffs exactly all of that and to have that be uh sort of your 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 red herring to to hold the thumb in that they cut off the guidance like that's that's is that the only reason why the cheese puffs was important because you were going to cut this guy's yeah. thumb off when they didn't really know exactly. that they were going to cut the guy's thumb off and now all of a sudden they have the exactly. bag and why wouldn't he have thrown the bag away why would he still have the bag on him because the bag the was clearly yeah. empty environment you don't just throw your trash you know in a receptacle <laughs> where else are you gonna put the trash you, you can't recycle you those it in, that's not recyclable it in and, and tuck it in your suit jacket i don't i don't know yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> i can't explain that right <laughs> here's what i don't understand help mm-hmm. me out with this one spider help okay. me out with this one if you can when we are in the chandelier artwork situation right we're, fall, we're falling, we're falling, we hit the ground, we land on top with the man from Miami. Right. First of all, why am I getting all these crotch shots from the man from Miami? They angled the camera right at his goddamn crotch on up. I'm like, why? Why do I need to know the man from Miami is well endowed? That's not, is that important to the plot? Is that, who shot these angles? That no that idea. may be a little too too technical for some people. If y'all, <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know, and you call, you're like, "Why is there crotch in my face?" What right. every scene of man of Miami there's crotch in my face. Go back and look at it. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But we caught the man from Miami, right. Kevin Harland. Excuse me, Teddy Roosevelt, Rock Ruxton, Teddy Pendergrass, Teddy Pendergrass down. Teddy landed on top of, <laughs> landed on top of the man from Miami. And what he have us to knock him out? We got him. Next scene, the man from Miami is coming. What the what the fuck? <laughs> what we just got up and let him go? What, the man yeah. was literally shooting at us, trying to kill us. And then I don't understand. We're going for this redemption arc for Woody. Right. Woody's screaming out, I didn't kill anybody. Right. In Minnesota. Right. In Minnesota. We just saw you kill five people on a plane. You threw two of them off the plane. You shot one of them in the face. So now we're working on our redemption story? I mean, are you a killer or are you not a killer? Because it's not unbelievable that you didn't cut the guy's thumb off. You just cut the guy's thumb off on the dead guy because you didn't want to blow up the embassy. Maybe you may have had other plans. And clearly he wanted to, you know what? Fuck you, movie. (laughs) Just, (laughs) Just fuck you, movie. This was done so much better in a rundown. Sorry, Kev. The Rock got you on this one. The rundown was done similar plot points. You had a mercenary, 
He was a retriever. He wanted to get out. He wanted to open a restaurant. He was listening to Emeril Lagasse on a podcast. The man was committed. He hated what he was doing. He didn't want to use guns. But again, they gave you all of these breadcrumbs to equal up to these moments that when it was time for it to pay off, it paid off because you were so heavily invested in the story and understanding what's going on with the character themselves yeah. to understand that he doesn't want to do this. He has to do this right. or he's going to die. And that is that right there is the difference between that and this, because mm -hmm. this is a situation you're, you're going along with it and you're wondering why are you really doing it? And then you're straight, which is Woody Harrelson. It's not straight because he's so flip-flop. He's so back and forth. He's loving. He's not loving. He'll kill you. Then he really won't kill you. And the reasoning why that he won't kill you is because of the money. So when he comes back to save Kevin later on, you're not really surprised. You're more expecting it. Right. Like, you know he's going to come back. No, not hey. a big reveal at all. Like, these moments don't feel earned. Does that make sense? This, they they don't feel like they're sense. genuine. You, not, you haven't given us enough to get invested in these characters enough to care about these 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 heartfelt moments or these reveal moments. Right. I'm saying then, too much. I'm saying then too they, much. They, they try to explain it away by the man from Toronto saying that you, you're the only one who knows who I am, so I can't just... You know, just let you know. I just can't leave you or whatever. Like, so we're supposed to it, believe that you have enough compassion for this person to where you're gonna come back and save them from getting killed. Because if they're the only person who knows who you are, if they if he dies, you're free. But clear. he's not. Nobody else. He's not. Nobody else is gonna find you. But Tommy shows. Every time he shows up, he's a man from Toronto. Yeah, he's a, he's him. That's a man from Toronto. But the thing about it is, is that if he gets rid of his phone, his handle has no way to contact him. His handle doesn't know where he lives. He doesn't know uh, uh, whatever the handle's name was. The handle doesn't know how to how else to contact him other than that phone. So he gets rid of the phone. They kill off Teddy. He's free and clear. He's got the money. He can go run off into the sunset. But you want us to believe that his explanation is, oh, because you're the only person who knows who I am. I have to make sure that nothing happens to you. You die, I'm good to go. I'm run off with my money. Also, just going back into that whole like last scene, again, fight choreography was great. The whole fight scene, the brawl that they had in the box oh, yeah. was outstanding. Oh. Yeah, Incredible. Yeah. yeah, listen, here's what I'm going to say right now, and I don't care who gets mad at me for this. Kugler got the, this innovation of the, creating a long fight scene and connecting them. This was not Black Panther, but mm -hmm. it was pretty close. It was a nice, long, choreographed fight scene. You went from shots to shots, and it was paced accordingly so you can follow along and see what's going on. I think uh, the, uh, what's the guy? The Kingsman did another one too. The Kingsman oh, yeah. when they were in the church. Alan Firth, yeah, yeah. In the first Kingsman, yeah. Yeah, with the long the long fight scenes, the one mm -hmm. takes, which really not one takes, it's just right. strategic cut strategic cuts. cuts. Yeah. Yeah. 
so yes and, just and no remember something <laughs> go ahead go ahead go ahead because no, because just going back to this whole thing about why teddy is just so stupid you're in the ring you're in the ring these three men are these trying technical to difficulty kill humans you. are brought to you by juice but you need to I can, I can still oh, hear oh, you. Sorry, you, were... <laughs> you don't have to call it out. It's still recording on my end. We're good. But no, you're in the ring. You're in the ring. These three men are trying to kill you. You know that they're trying to kill you. You've been shot at. Dude has a chainsaw. One has a fucking crossbow. Who the, who, who you're the in the ring. The chainsaw to a fight. But you're in the <laughs> ring. This guy is almost twice your size, and you're like, you're about to feel my first contact. But then you still. All why? cardio. Why? All cardio right there. That's all what? cardio. Like, why? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I just don't because. Nobody, nobody, I don't care how big of an idiot, how incompetent you are as a person, nobody's going to go into that situation and think that my no contact boxing is going to deter this person from trying to kill me. And the realest thing happened. He got punched right in the face. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, because you would think that at some point, this you person would have Cowboy some type up. of character development, some type of character growth. We saw that he had some type of character growth when they went to the final spot, when he was meeting the president, supposed to do the handoff. He was a little bit more like he owned that I'm supposed to be the man from Toronto. Like he went in there, he had a little bit more confidence in trying to talk to the handler, talk to the president, trying to convince them that he's the man from Toronto. Way better than when he was in the beginning of the movie. He actually told the guy this that he was true. intimidating. He's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not who they think I am. Uh, just tell them what they want to know so we can both get out of here. Like at the beginning, he was so unsure. Going all the way to the end, he was like, I'm going to own this. I'm supposed to be the man from Toronto. It's like, how did that not carry over into this fight scene? It's like, you but, after but everything not, that you've been but through. Not throwing I, it just on people. <laughs> I don't know, Spider. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm trying to figure it out because you get a big box office draw like Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. And I think what they try to do is dumb it down for audiences, but audiences aren't as dumb as you might think they are. Right. <laughs> We've been exposed to a lot of things over the years. And though this may have been, I won't say it's a cash grab because I don't know in everyone's in intentions on behind the movie. Don't get me wrong. I said this many times on a lot of shows that it takes a lot to bring a movie feature film together. There's a lot of moving pieces, but because there's so much that goes into it, one of the core things in your DNA that needs to make sense. And I understand that you want to have, first of all, can we get over the trope that silencers don't make noise. That's not how silencers work. And there's too many people that know how silencers work. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. And John Wick, it was a cool scene. It really was. And, and to think you could walk down the street and just shoot at somebody randomly and, and no nobody one reacts, it. nobody hears the thing. Yeah. For people that actually shoot guns with silencers, it sounds like a gunshot. 
And that mean it's not, not even really a silencer, it's a suppressor. It's a, it doesn't even suppress. It's just, there's no situation that you're creeping in the window, and I don't care if you put a pillow over it, you could put two pillows, three pillows, four pillows, soon as you, and the suppressor, no matter how long the suppressor is, and you shoot it, it's not going to sound like a little... Your your sound is coming from the gun, the the hammer hitting the pin on the bullet, the gunpowder exploding to make the shot go through the barrel. It's going to be loud. Stop! Stop this nonsense with the <laughs> suppressors a, and the silencers. Whole shootout, multiple multiple rounds fired, and then nobody on the ground floor knew anything different. They didn't no realize anything was anything. happening until somebody dropped down from the ceiling that's the only time that they realized what was going on and uh, fuck you movie <laughs> just 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 in the comment section right there in the comment section for all my guys that's on the podcast go to the video because i'm saying fuck you movie god damn it kevin <laughs> we wanted something you're too intelligent with this you can't listen in the beginning that might have been your stick but you can't play this anymore. It's just, it doesn't fit. I can't I believe think he that can, you're... Though. I think he can, though. I really do believe that he can. I just think that... Tony Hart is too intelligent was, to be an idiot. I think he was written poorly. I think that he can still play a lovable goofball. I think he can still be somebody... Not not, not, not this dumb. Not this dumb <laughs> to where you take a 1969 Charger and you park it on the train tracks. There was no reason for him to get out of the car while it was still on the train tracks. My heart melt. First of all, I'm a Charger guy. Uh, It's no secrets about that. I am a Charger guy for you you to even... You would think, given given the amount of love that the man from Toronto had for this Charger, to where it's named Deborah, he has Deborah tattooed on his neck. On his neck. You would... Imagine that he has kept that car in pristine condition. The only thing that Teddy did, he avoided the old woman in the street and he spun out a little bit. There will be nothing, no damage. The only damage because um, the man from Toronto ran over the man from Tokyo. That was the only damage that that car sustained. There will be no reason for that car to not be able to run. So there's no reason he should have got out of the car and left it on the train tracks. You could have put the car in neutral and just push it off the track. God damn it, man. Come I don't, on, I don't man. care. I understand like he was trying to get to his wife. In. Exactly. It was like he, he they, they treated him like he was a child. And so what I'm saying is that I believe that Kevin Hart, regardless of his business acumen, regardless of how, how intelligent he is and his brand strategy and just everything that he's shown us in real life, I still think he can play the lovable idiot. But they wrote him as such an idiot that it just made no sense because nobody, no adult who has a house, who has a wife, who has a job can be that dumb. You can't be in sales for 10 years and be that dumb. There's no... The math ain't math. <laughs> the math ain't math. It does ain't not math. make sense at all. And that's the problem that I have with it. I, I think that given a proper script, Given proper motivation, mm. a proper story arc, you can have Kevin Hart play a lovable idiot who is just in a situation he finds that he's over his head, but he can still use the skills. Like that one scene, your handle is lying to you. She's using the tactic. She's because they showed when they were in the plane. He was like, 
what do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing? Are you just going to parrot everything I say? Are you just going to parrot everything I say? That was a sales tactic. That's what he was using. I'm repeating your questions back to you. I'm stalling. And he brought that back. He said, that's a tactic that I use. I've been in sales for 10 years. At some point, he should be able to use these skills that he's amassed over his lifetime, over his career, to be able to get himself out of these situations. And other than that one point in the movie, he never was able to use any skills that he amassed at any point in time. There was nothing that showed that he learned anything from anything. Because even at the very end, at the very end, they, they, they're on the plane, he's bracing himself against the wall because there's there's uh, a hole in the, in the window so the pre the cabin is depressurized he accidentally hits the lever and opens up the the bay door man from toronto says never lever which another thing script writing stupid line absolutely stupid line why are you talking like I this bet, why why i bet who, they thought that like... shit was profound i bet you they thought that oh never yeah lever. that slaps right there never, never lever. lever right but and so, sometimes lever right and, and then so wait a minute why would that lever let me, let me get have a trap i don't not 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 even not not even not even acknowledging the fact that the the purpose of that lever was absolutely idiotic but for him to pull the lever the trap door made all kind of noise. You heard the woman scream. She fell into the boiling water or whatever it was. You hear that. But for Kevin Petty to pull the lever and only focus on the door in front of him, man, I thought that knew something. It's like, oh, <laughs> I don't understand. How can you be what, so mindless? What indication did they say that that lever would control? There was that just was a nuts. lever. He said was there was, there's a lever. And so how do we know what lever was? I understand. Maybe we thought the lever was going to open the door, but there was, we didn't even see the lever. Did, oh, there's a lever. I pushed every button. But the man from Toronto knew what was going to happen. He had his eyes on the handle the whole time. He knew that once Teddy pulled that lever, it was going to go down. And I don't know. Don't know. It makes no sense to me. But to this wrap movie, things up, oh, this just, movie, we we, this we movie. talked about it at length. Uh, oh my god! Listen, but to wrap things up, <laughs> we gotta female, ask the question. The icon, Kevin Hart, mm -hmm. the man from Toronto, needs to go the fuck back to Toronto. <laughs> It's clear with the release of Drake's new album and the man from oh Toronto, Candace taking some L's right now. Okay. Six L's right now. Cause uh you know what? Honestly, never mind. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh for those of you who didn't get that, that's the name of Drake's album. But <laughs> to wrap this episode up, of course, we have to ask the question. So, Mr. VIP, Frank in Washington, when it comes yes, to the man from Toronto, is it super? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. That motherfucker ain't nowhere near super. That shit's not even in the conversation of super. Fuck no. I wouldn't watch that shit on repeat if it was playing on goddamn free TV. No. 
if I was on a an, if I was on an airplane and there was a a TV inside the lavatory, I still wouldn't watch it if I had to take a shit. No, 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 no. I watched it once, and that's enough. And and here's the thing, though: great movies, great movies have a rewatchable feature. And I think a lot of artists, when I say artists, I mean directors, writers, all in their work, a lot of stories. I'll give you one, Matrix, one. When I, when I saw it for the first time, I had to rewatch it. Why? Because first time it was visual eye candy, mm-hmm. visual eye candy, the stunts, the effects, the story. Whoa. Then I had to rewatch it to get the deeper metaphors and meanings. Whoa. Then I had to rewatch it again to get the symbolisms and the rewatchable factor is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Would you ever watch a man from Toronto again? Hell no. Damn. <laughs> There's nothing God that, damn. That, like all of those things that you just talked about and it and and it kinda and I know we, we kinda talk about the MCU a lot because with the MCU, there's those different connections. There's those Easter eggs. There's those little, like you said, the rewatchability. All the things that you put into the movie where you're so captivated by the first time right. that you're watching it. You know, even with like music cues, you have different heroes that show up in MCU movies and their themes are attached to them when they show up in the movies. And you catch right. those on second and third watches. There was nothing... There was no substance to this movie. The the man from Toronto had no deeper meanings. Everything was surface level. There was nothing that made you stop and go, hmm, I wonder what they meant by that. And you need to rewatch it again to catch up and pick up on that. You know, because it's it's like, we talked about the character group. There there is nothing for us to say, oh, wow, I want to go back and I want to see where was that turn. Where was that pivot? Where was that emotional moment that shows the man from Toronto went from, you know, this cold killing machine to now I have empathy for people. You know, there was there was nothing for us to everything you watch it once, you you know everything that you need to know about the movie. No, there's no reason for me to go back and watch this again. Know everything I need to know. Yes, I agree with that. I know this goddamn movie is trash. And that's all I need to know. And it's not the talent. Listen, it's Woody Harrelson been Woody Harrelson been killing it since Cheers. I'm just gonna go ahead and and, and put that out there. That. Kelly Kuko did her thing as well. Listen, a lot of actors and I know Kevin Hart has the capability of killing roles. He did it in the upside. He did it in a lot of other ride along and ride along, even I will go as far as saying ride along too, mm-hmm. by an extension. Um, he does his thing. Central Intelligence, though, I am not used to seeing Kevin as a straight. He kind of does his thing there. Dwayne DeWark Johnson does his thing there as well. Right. Central Intelligence 2, let's see if they can still capture that magic, but at the same time... Did I say too much? Did I say too much? Uh, we're not doing Central Intelligence 2. Never mind. We, we might do it. Anyway, the, the point of what I'm saying is he's more than capable phenomenal actor did mm-hmm. he bring it in this one yes he did he did bring it in this one for what they gave him to work with 
Right. And we've talked about it so many times on this channel. Your DNA is your your, your story. Right. Your DNA is what it, it plays off of what's going on. And I understand there there are these moments or there's this trope about you have to hit these beats, which you may have to get away from because again, following a formula makes your story formal formatic. Forgive my paralysis. I can't say words right, but I'm merging for format. For, say it for me, Spider. It's <laughs> formulaic, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. You can say it again. So you want to kind of mm -hmm. avoid that if you're trying to turn things on its head. But at the same time, man, give us something else. I don't. I'm scarred from seeing a man from Miami's crotch. I just, I don't know why I had to see his crotch so much. I'm like, okay. Okay, it's crotch in the shot. It's all crotch. Like he gets out, out the car, crotch first. Nobody does this. Or maybe they do it in Miami. I don't know. It's he, literally, he, he, he literally had to, like normally you get out of the car one leg at a time. You take your one right. leg, you put it out, you stand up, right. and then you stand how, up. He literally turned, right. put both feet out, <laughs> and then Man. got out of the car like that. Like, Welcome to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn, oh, why? No. I was telling I that know. to the missus. I was like, why am I getting so much crotch in these shots? It's like, anyway, uh, go back. And if you, if you're, if you're a fan of crotch, this one's for you. <laughs> this is all the crotch you can get in a, oh, in a Kevin God. Hart movie. But you got, you got such good talent. Yeah. This is my thing. Don't waste your talent. You have great talent in this movie and they're going to sign on because listen they want to check just like any other working work for hire or brand or company they're going to take the money but they might not tell you your script is shit because again they're going to I, I will run these lines as many times as you want me to run these lines but overall you need to get a better assessment on your script your i know these are not as big production houses, Brian and uh, what was the other production company that jumped on it? I don't want to, I'm not saying you're not important because I don't I'm remember sure. your name. I, I'm just bad with remembering names, but you guys uh, check from Netflix, take this money and use it on building your company, getting better CGI. And I'm not going to say anybody needs to get fired in the writing department, but come together and talk about your scripts a little better because, and, and that's just, that's just me. That's just my, this is Mr. VIP, Frankie Washington's opinion for the general public. It might be different. They might be like, Oh my God, the man from Toronto. I loved it. It was so funny. And Kevin Hart got hit in the face and Woody Harrison punched him in the face and Kevin Hart got punched in the face and a lot of facial stuff going on. Clearly. But overall, oh. legendary movie. <laughs> I don't. Know. It's in that conversation. It's definitely no, not rewatchable. No. And I had high hopes for it. I had. I was like, man, Kevin Hart's about to come. He's about to be the man from Toronto. Six, 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 six. He's throwing up the L, 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 L's, L, L, L's. More L's than Cool J. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey, this episode of All Things Super has been brought to you by uh, Mr. VIP, Frankie Washington, and Spider right there. And we want to say this. 
hit the like and subscribe button. Oh my God. <laughs> hit the like and the subscribe button. Make us a part of your weekly routine because we're going to let mm. you know this is this is not a BS show where we kiss ass and be like, oh my God, it's so super. We keep it 100 over here. We're real with it. And if your shit's not super, we're going to just let you know. Spider, they know how I feel. You you can you can tell them how you feel. I mean, I let don't feel know. like anything is it, else. Is it super? We already did super. We established that it is absolutely not super. Uh, I feel like there's <laughs> nothing more than even you said. So you're it's saying just... it's trash, garbage. Yeah. You, it, you'll it's... never get that time back. <laughs> the time that you watched it, you'll never get it back. So, and honestly, in, in this era of two and a half to three hour movies, like major motion picture films, this was a relatively short movie in comparison, but it still felt like it was too long. Going into that, that last like wrap up scene where they're where the man from Toronto finally has his restaurant and everything, and they're like. It, it's, it's, it was an it was unnecessary scene. It did, I got only... flies over here because it's a shit ass movie in my because I don't watch a shit ass movie. Now I got shit all just the it's essence of shit on me. I got flies all around me from watching this fucking movie. God damn it, fuck you, movie. God. But, but let us know your thoughts if you want to go ahead and watch the man for Toronto. Let us know your opinions. Like leave, Mr. VIP, leave Frank your flies in the comment section. <laughs> leave your flies in the comment <laughs> section. Let us know what you thought about the performance, the writing, the story, the God, plot. God but damn, la- leave it in the comments. If you like this video, go ahead, click on that like button, subscribe to the channel. Remember, hit that bell so you can be notified whenever we have new episodes that go up. If you want the audio version, you can find us on all major podcast streaming services, and you can reach out to us on Twitter at ATSuperPod if you want to join in on the conversation. That's my this- guy. It's my guy, Kevin Hart's like a phenomenal. Listen, you can't you can't win them all. You can't win them all. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can you can win a majority of them. Shit, I mean, he didn't even. I I would say that the majority. Oh, Kevin... at this shit. <laughs> Netflix apparently. Oh my! Well, we already see where that's going. <laughs> it's a desperate attempt to try to get some subscribers. But oh my God, we'll be back next week. I know last week I said we were going to be doing the boys this week, but the boys has one more episode. So oh. next week, oh. next week, oh. next week. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a double feature. Because not only do we have the boys series review, we also have Thor Love and Thunder coming out. So we're going to be doing our review for that as well. So be sure. That's why you got to hit that notification bell. You got to subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Stop flipping the people off. (laughs) Fuck you, the man from Toronto. God damn it, man. I feel like I got, you know. Yeah, no. Brain cancer from watching this shit. Oh my god, the flies. (laughs) (laughs) But next week we will have a double feature, two episodes out next week. So be sure to come back next week so you can see our series review on the boys and our spoiler review because it will be a full spoiler review about Thor Love and Thunder. But thank you so much. I'm gonna take a shower to get the man from Toronto (laughs) off of me. Pause. Pause. (laughs) 
Oh, but everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate your support. But we'll catch you all in the next episode. And Mr. VIP will get the flies off of them. <laughs>